Eye on the Illini postgame as uh, Illinois goes down the 14th ranked team in the country, 87-81 to uh, number 21, Ohio State. Larry Smith here with uh, Mike Cagley to talk about this game. And uh, Mike, the Illini guys.com analyst, um, where do you start here? Let's, let's first off, um, you know, you called me right after the game and said, let's start this off stronger than what Illinois did against this game. Once again, they fall behind early on. Yeah, um, this was a frustrating one. Played against a, a, a team that was weakened with injuries, but extremely athletic. And, you know, we, we started off slow, uh, a 10 to 2 deficit early on. The Illini came back, though, to their credit, tied it at 10. The game was tied at 15, and we're thinking we're going to have a game that is, you know, one of those battles all the way down to the end. And the remaining part of the first half, they're outscored 30 to 13, go down with a 15 point deficit there, or, you know, thereabouts. And it was just a very rough uh, first half, not anywhere near the expectation level that uh, Illini fans had. And I'm sure the coaching staff and the players are looking to try to figure out some answers on, you know, what do we do better and what do we do differently? Because uh, this is two games in a row that the same defensive scheme or a very similar defensive scheme has caused them big trouble. And it's tough when your stars are struggling. Kofi Coburn, four points in the first half, 11 in the second half. Ayo Desumu, four points in the first half, 18 in the second half. Um, the stat sheet looks great later, but to your point, um, there's got to be a way to get that umph um, out of the box. I mean, we saw this team getting blown out at Northwestern the first half, and they come back and score 50-plus in the second half. They scored 50-plus in this one in the second half. Uh, but it was too deep, and, and Ohio State too good at shooting free throws in the end. And to your point, you come out with, with back-to-back home losses now, um, and that makes it puts pressure on you the rest of the way because you, you can't have many more slip-ups in this kind of league if you want to compete for a Big Ten title and then high seed in the, in the NCAA. Yeah, and, and it's, it was disturbing to me. There's a few things that you see going on out there. So, you know, we do struggle with, with athletic length. And, and to give you an idea of what that means, you know, if, if I'm a six foot, six foot two guard, and I've got a six foot five guy who's athletic, if I'm going to pass the ball, you know, in either direction to get, to get the ball down the court, it's going to have to have some air on it. And when I throw the ball up in the air and you've got athletes there, you know, guarding, um, you know, the recipient of the pass, air under it means they have an opportunity for a steal. The other thing it means is, is when the ball gets there, if I'm throwing it to you, you get the ball, but you're already pretty well guarded. And when people are trying to run off our three-point shooters off the line, uh, when they add that combination of length to it, it makes it very difficult. The other thing that we're seeing, and, and this is, it's kind of, I almost call it a variation of a hedge, but you're seeing when we run the weave up on top, you're going to see the uh, uh, literally the player whose man is is responding you know that io is trying to brush off on that that player is jumping up in front of io and literally fronting him to force him to go left and and so io is a pretty good player he's still going to get his 20 points you know if you're trying to do that to him he is still going to do that it's, it's a testament to his skill but what, what we're seeing now is, is with this much going at him, you know, he's having to take a lot more shots to get to that point to total than what he was doing earlier. 
Now, the great thing about Io is, is he, you know, he goes nine for 10 at the free throw line. So he does make him pay for that strategy. But it is, it is a strategy that, that again, lowers the efficiency of our offense. And then the third thing that you're seeing is Kofi's getting the ball, and particularly when he gets the ball on the baseline, where he doesn't have the easy pass back out, they are literally having two and three men on him. And they are digging hard because I think they realize that the odds of getting a turnover, knocking the ball out of his hands, et cetera, before he gets up in the air is a much easier and a much more positive outcome for the defense. And so he's struggling to get the ball out of there. Um, and, and, you know, there are some now, like he, I think he led the team in turnovers today with three. These three strategies, you know, working in concert um, and understanding that not everybody's, a, you know, going to have the length at wing to make it work. But the other two strategies are giving the Illini fits. If Coach Underwood has got something in his bag of tricks, it, they weren't good enough to do it on the court today. And they need to be good enough to do it by the next game, because when you have two in a row, those coaches are checking it off and you're going to see it again, period, in the sense. Well, and something, too, that, you know, the stretch four kills this team. And we saw it against Baylor. Um, we saw it here against the Buckeyes. E.J. Liddell, it hurts. Um, as he's a former two-time Mr. Illinois in basketball. He's a guy that, that obviously this program and all the supporters really wanted. And he showed you on this day why he's so valuable. Uh, he stepped out as a stretch four and absolutely made Illinois pay. With the big run, he had the personal 8-0 run in the first half. Um, he hits the three to start the second half. He stops an 18-6 run with a pair of jumpers later. Um, and to your point, Illinois right now, unless it's a Coleman Hawkins, you don't have anybody with that length, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, and that foot speed to keep up with him. Now, Kofi did a nice job after the, the three to open the second half of, of, of not laying back and realizing, oh, no, he can hit that three. But to your point, you know, do you develop a Hawkins or um, who, who do you have in your arsenal to step out and, and try to defend that guy and, and negate that stretch four? You know, that, that's going to be a challenge. Hawkins is probably going to need to step up. Um, you know, and even Grandison, I don't know if he's going to be able to guard a lot of fours, but, you know, he, he was producing on the offensive end, which makes you think you may have to, you may have to live with some of his defensive uh, weaknesses. But, but I will tell you, you know, EJ Liddell, it's still, that is still the single biggest re, uh, choice of a college that I don't get of any Illini recruit in recent history. If he goes to Illinois, this team is, you know, last year obviously was wiped off the books, but they would have been a final four team for sure. And if you put a four in this team, I don't know that they've lost a game yet. Mm. And instead, he's playing for Ohio State team. That's a good team. Don't get me wrong, but they're not a threat for the national title. And the Illini team is reduced, you know, uh, and, and I, I, I know he's having a great time. I know he's enjoying his college career and I'm not throwing any rocks at him. But sometimes the logic behind these things, as, a, as an old guy, I look at it and I question it. And, and boy, you know, you see him and, and how good of a player he is. And he's a good kid, too. Um, it'd be great to have him suited up in an Illini uh, uniform. And, and we saw that today demonstrated live in full color for us to see. No question about it. He was outstanding. Career high, 26 points. He was four of seven from the arc, um, seven rebounds. And, uh, and played less than 30 minutes. I think it was 26, 27 minutes. So he was very efficient. 
uh, and kudos to him, uh, the young man from Belleville. So when you're Illinois, you're now five and three in the Big Ten. The good news is Michigan gets run out of the gym against uh, Minnesota. So instead of being three losses back in the loss column, you're only two back. And so it is the Big Ten. Um, you know, you still think that it's probably even the champion probably still going to lose four or five games. So it's not like you're out of the race. Um, but you got coming up now, you've got a test Tuesday night at home against Penn State, a team that was shooting very well against you before you finally put them away at their place. It is at home. You've got to go to Michigan State for your only trip there. You go to, uh, then you've got Iowa at home. Then it's at Indiana. Then Wisconsin comes here. So, uh, you know, again, it's the Big Ten. It is a grind every night. And I think with every loss, that puts more pressure on the next game to get this win, especially now back-to-back losses at home where you have to hold serve. Yes. Uh, totally agree. I will say that the only good thing, um, you know, I guess not the only good thing, but we saw, we saw Adam Miller knock down some, some big threes. More importantly though, we, you know, we saw a hustle rebound from him, uh, gets it, you know, uh, up by the three point area, you know, and that was just, he wanted it more than the other player. We needed more of that today. Uh, Grandison hit a couple or hit it, you know, he hit from the three. He also had one of those rebounds where basically he wanted it. And so we need that type of play. You know, EJ Liddell is shooting a, a putrid 16% from the three before today's game. And, and so the question that instead of a, an Illini fan saying, well, you know what, another guy got his career high against us. You know, the question has to go back. So where is the Illini player on the roster who's going to elevate their game to respond to a player doing the same? And, and I felt like, you know, if, if Today's loss was a very challenging loss to a good team, but uh, we really have to have uh, some of the, the players and, you know, Miller maybe took a step forward tonight. Grandison took a step forward tonight and those things have to become now we can't take two steps back. So, you know, when the Penn state game comes, they need to build on that. And I'll tell you the hustle that they showed on those couple plays uh, that's the type of thing that Underwood can parlay into, uh, you know, talent that gets on the floor and does things. And we really need the opportunity to see Hawkins. You know, you, you mentioned that earlier, but in his, his athletic ability and his size, he may be needed. And as much as you like to say, you know, the freshmen have to, to learn the game, he may not have the choice. And, and he may have to go out there and compete against some, some upperclassmen um, and, and get, see if he can get some results. You know, the biggest difference, I think, when we all looked at, you know, how good this team was when the year started, if you want to go back and to compare them to the elite Illini teams, you know, um, in 89, there was no freshman that was going to get much playing time on that uh, roster, which was just a murderer's row of fantastic, you know, it was like great hitters, you know, in the old Yankee teams. You know, everybody was stacked. Uh, and then even when you look at D and Darren's team, you know, that team was, again, there were, there was, there was, we weren't looking for a, a, a freshman to come in and do big things. This team is not that deep. So Curbelo is going to have to have, you know, some good games. Um, Hawkins is going to have to step up. Miller's going to have to step up. Grandison is not a freshman, but he's playing in the big 10 for the first time. You know, Hawkins, yeah, it's just, there's a lot that needs to be done um, that will keep them, uh, the pressure on a freshman. And when you talk about the schedule they're playing, that makes it a challenge. And, you know, Underwood has to walk a really fine line because you have to hold people accountable, but you can't shred their confidence so that when they get on the court, 
they're terrified of making a mistake. And I guess the other side of this too is um, this is the toughest league in the country. So even if you are uh, loose, if you come in third or fourth place and you're 14 and six or 13 and seven, that's still a very quality record in league that if you play in the SEC or even the ACC, um, because you're going to be battle tested, no question. The thing is, can they learn what they need to learn and get to that point in time? Um, and with that, one thing too, with Kofi and the free throws, uh, one of five today, um, you get the flagrant foul and you miss both free throws. That's a win for the opposition. And you know this, I don't have to tell you this. Um, you know, he, he hit that point last year where he had dialed in and was becoming a very reliable free throw shooter. I don't know what happened to that Kofi. Uh, that that Kofi, but we've got to we've got to find a way to get that back. Yeah, uh, that was that was rough missing both both free throws and then turning around and turning the ball over. Opportunity to to score four or five if you had a three point shot to bring that thing down to three or four points. Instead, we get zero. Go down to the other end of the court and they score. And and it was it was kind of the uh, it was a worst case scenario. Um, on that and and so you know you got to get Kofi focused forward and not thinking about the free throws that he's missed but he has to think about the next one that he's going to make and and then that's a challenge look that's a challenge for anybody the NBA players you know Nick Anderson jokes about you know being known for missing those free throws against the Houston Rockets so I, I'm, I'm not trying to say like you know if I was shooting the free throws I would have done better but he definitely has to push himself uh, to do that. And, and this Illini team can't afford uh, another piece of strategy being to foul Kofi and put him at the line and, you know, get into the old hack-a-shack world. Exactly. Illini guys, uh, Larry Smith here talking to our analyst, uh, Mike Cagley, and a couple more questions for you. Um, Ayo Desumu, we mentioned earlier, four points, uh, 22 in the game. Does he need to assert himself earlier in the game he seems to coast sometimes and try to get everyone else involved early and then turns it on late and that's great he can turn that on but um what can how can Iowa adjust his game to to try to uh eliminate this digging out of a hole every game yeah you know what I would like to see I would like to see them get out and, and run the ball a little quicker earlier you know Io in the open court is is terrifying because he's big he's fast he's got every layup angle in the book down. He uses the glass. Sometimes he reminds me of an eighties player, you know? Um, and so to me, I like the idea of getting out and running, getting him a couple easy layups. And I think if in combination, if you can get him and Adam Miller started early, I, I think the world's your oyster then because now you got the inside out and, and I'll give Kofi credit on one thing when he does shoot. I mean, he went seven for seven when he right. does shoot. He does make the, you know, he does make it. Um, and so if you can get those other guys going, you know, in couple with Kofi and, and I think both Miller and, and Io, you know, get them out in the open court and good luck for the guys trying to guard them. And, and I think that needs to be done. Um, and, I, and I go, you know, I don't, I don't know if Io coasts as much as, you know, when he gets on the offensive end, they're usually running a minimum of, of one guy at him. And then right off of a pick and roll, it's usually two. And, and it's hard. You know, the, the other thing you might want to look at is could we use Kofi on the pick up there and see if we can run a two-man game, you know, with those, those two. Um, because if you're going to cheat up extra high on Io, 
Kofi breaks down to the basket, you're going to have a rim run there that you might have an opening on. And so, and, and the other thing is, is if that doesn't work, you're probably going to need help defense to come across and prevent Kofi, which if IO knows, hey, you know, if Kofi's not open, I need to look in the corner for an open three for Trent or for, or for Adam, that that might be an opportunity as well. Um, but, you know, I, I, you know, people like Brad Underwood, you know, forgotten uh, more basketball than I've ever known. <laughs> but I would like to see a couple of those things in response, because right now we're seeing tactical moves from our opposing coaches. And it doesn't look like we're either a we've made a tactical counter move or B, that we've got that down well enough that we can execute it in a game. And that has to change. Good point. Very good point. So Illini come up short to 87-81 as they fall to 9-5 and five on the season, 5-3 and three in the Big Ten. And again, still a lot of basketball to come. Um, you know, I do. you mentioned Adam Miller. That was a bright spot because teams have kind of figured out they've got to lock down on DeMonte. And I think that's where Kofi, his maturation, kind of the next level, um, is to be quicker sometimes with that, you know, catch the ball. Sometimes we struggle with that a little bit on those uh, feeds of the post, um, but find those, uh, those shooters. And there was a stretch in the second half. We did that very well. He saw that the, the double team coming, saw where it was coming from very quickly, kicked it out. There was some very great ball movement that when you've got a dominant big man like that, you want to see that. And, and they did that resulted in some very good shots and nice three pointers. That's got to become a bigger part of this offense if you're going to utilize a guy like Kofi and the difference now that this team has that we haven't seen in the past is you've got shooters you know DeMonte one of the tops in the country Io's over 40 percent um Adam has found his stroke again he's back up to the high 30s shooting uh Trent Frazier one of the all-time leading scorers in Illinois history he can hit the three so you've got four shooters on the court um and so it comes into I think the maturation of him knowing the ball's coming knowing the double team is coming knowing the hacks are coming and deciding, do you want to try to go into, you know, make your move inside to score or get the ball back out again as you see the defense rotating? And I think he'll develop that more and more working with Coach O. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And you see it in spurts. So you know the ability is there. He's had, he's had you know, several good passes over a course of the games. And I think that's where opposing uh, teams have decided, you know, he, I think they've, they've made a 100% decision that he can pass well and so he need, they need to put the pressure on him. And he, you have to be committed, which, you know, look, I, I got to think, you know, if you're a 6'3 guard and somebody points at him and says, you got to go down and double on him and you have to be, you have to go down as hard as you can, that can't be fun. Um, so you might as well do it with all the, with all the vim and vigor that you have, because if you don't do it, he's going to make it look pretty bad. So, and I think they've, they've understood that now. And, and I think he's seeing a little bit more determined double teams. The other thing I noticed him doing before he shot a, a couple of times, and I think he's being um, hit a little bit, but boy, he was going down and gathering himself a little lower than he normally does. One of the things you'll see if you watch the game again, EJ Liddell was using a very, very nice tactic. What he was doing was he was hipping uh, Kofi from behind with his hands straight up in the air so that the referee, of course, is watching the hands as he's hip checking Kofi and keeping Kofi off balance a little bit. So it, it was a, it was a tactic again. I felt like I was back in the eighties, but um, you know, Kofi is definitely having to gather himself a little bit. And I don't think, you know, in this case, it, it, I don't know if it would be called a foul because of the size difference, but it's a good tactic that, that was being used and, and he's going to have to keep his base down and, and be aware of that because 
uh, Liddell, you know, got some got some nice little hip tosses in there while Kofi was, you know, while the referee was probably watching the ball. Yeah. Well, 87-81, uh, Illinois gets uh, the loss in this one we mentioned before, and so we will look for them Tuesday night as they take on uh, Penn State, that the Lions coming in and trying to avenge that loss uh, at their place uh, earlier. Uh, for Mike Catley, our analyst, I'm Larry Smith, IlliniGuys.com. Stay on the website here for more great content. We'll see you next time.